field in your Bible school. We're going to start in Matthew. We get to talk about probably, I would call Joseph Jesus' dad. The greatest hero after Jesus. Okay? And the reason why I want to say this is you have, you have men like you know, Noah and Moses and David who did all these amazing things in the Bible. Conquered, they listened to God, they did. I mean, Moses part of the God see, but not one of them. I told myself I wouldn't cry because this is great. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> none of them got it to raise God. So, none. All right, that man, let me read you the story. Let's start in Matthew. Getting old is awesome. Okay, we'll go Matthew 1, um, 18, and I'm going to cough a lot today, so deal with it, okay? <coughs> All right, Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. I'm going to read the rest of the chapter, and then we'll break some of it down. This is how Jesus, God's anointed one, was born. His mother Mary had promised Joseph, who had promised Joseph to be his wife, but while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Her fiancé, Joseph, was a righteous man full of integrity, and he didn't want to disgrace her. But when he learned of her pregnancy, he secretly planned to break the engagement. While he was still debating with himself about what to do, he fell asleep and had a supernatural dream. An angel from the Lord appeared to him in clear light and said, Joseph, descended to David, don't hesitate to take Mary into your home. Because the power of the Holy Spirit has conceived a child in her womb. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Savior, for he is destined to give his life to save his people from their sins. This happens so that what the Lord spoke through this prophet will come true. Listen, a virgin will be pregnant, she will give birth to a son, and he will be known as Emmanuel, which means in Hebrew, God has God became one of us. When Joseph awoke from his dream, he did all that the angel of the Lord instructed him to do. He took Mary to be his wife, but they refrained from having sex until she gave birth to her son, whom they named Jesus. <clears throat> all right, let's break this down a little bit. Mary and Joseph were engaged. And I have a theory. I actually think they liked each other. I know they did a lot of marriage arrangements back then, but I, I actually believe there was something involved in this, because if you think about what Joseph did, it says he was a man of integrity, and he didn't want to hurt He went out of his way to make sure nothing bad happened to him. I think he actually cared. And so the Bible says that Joseph was a righteous man, full of integrity. Righteous means the quality or state of being moral, morally correct and justifiable. That to me sounds like a snotty person, if you only go there. But he is a, he's righteously, a man with righteous integrity. Integrity is the quality of being honest and fair. The state of being complete or whole. The adherence to a code of moral or artistic values, not corruptible. So when I say that Joseph was somebody who was the greatest hero in the Bible. 
God had to find somebody like that to raise his kid. He just didn't pick anybody. He didn't say, I'm going to take you and I'm going to change who you are. No, he found a man who was this way and said, I guess all that's enough. That is what my son needs. All right. And you got to realize Joseph raised Jesus from a boy baby to a man. When they talk about Jesus in the Bible, they say Jesus, the son of the carpenter. Joseph was well known. All right. He just wasn't some fly by night person. You know, I don't know why he's not mentioned more in the Bible. There might be books that we put in the Bible that got into his life more. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to fill in some, some spots for you guys today of what I think. I'm not saying it's all true. This is what I, as a, as a daddy, this is my, this might be my thing, okay? <clears throat> now, so they're engaged, and Mary's pregnant, and she tells Joseph, don't worry, it's from the Holy Spirit. Any guy in history ever fallen for that excuse? <laughs> you know? No. You know, we have an issue, men, and I'm speaking as a man. You got you guys in here, you know exactly. We have a jealousy issue sometimes. If somebody came up to me and told me, if my wife came up to me while we were engaged with me, she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I believe that. All right. And Joseph didn't respond. You know, we, we tend to respond out of like uh, the emotion at the moment. We just freak out. Okay, but Joseph, he didn't freak out. It says he was the righteous man full of integrity. He didn't want to disgrace her. What do we tend to do? We tend to go grab our buddies and rip somebody to shreds when they've offended us. Because we want them on our side. Didn't do that. But when he learned of her pregnancy, he secretly planned to break the engagement. He secretly did it. He wasn't trying to hurt her. Because back in the day, you did something like that, you got stoned. They would pull that woman right out and stone her. All right? God knew what he was doing. He picked a good man. All right? And he didn't fall for the excuse. Uh, I'll call it the excuse. The reason is the Holy Spirit. I think you believe her. We have to have an angel show for me in history and tell him. Um, so we have the angel show up and tell Joseph it's all good. Okay, and here's what it sets Joseph apart. It says, when Joseph awoke from his dream, he did all that the angel told him. His faith was that big. I think he had an awesome relationship with God before this, because anybody have a really cool dream when you wake up and you're like, yeah! Just... Joseph woke up from his dream, he does this thing, the Bible mentions it five or six times, me and Vince were talking about this the other day. Five or six times, I think, Joseph, and we'll go through those, was visited in a dream and he knew it was God because he had that relationship. Alright? Um... I want to go through another story real quick. We're going to compare another story. So go to Luke 1. All right, Luke 1. Luke 1, 5. All right. This is, you guys know this story. This is the story of Zechariah. 
talked about this Wednesday in the live, but what's it called? Yeah, we're paying attention to me, so it's okay. <laughs> During the reign of King Herod, the, the great over Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah who served the temple as part of the priestly order of some guy named Abisha? I don't know. <laughs> a different name. His wife, Elizabeth, was also from a family of priests, being a direct descendant of Aaron. They were both lovers of God. Who here wants to be known as God? Yeah. All right, when they're writing down your history books and they said, here's John and Angie, they're lovers of God. There could be a period in the discussion, my history was well written, right there. But there's more. Living virtuously and following the commandments of the Lord fully, but they were childless since Elizabeth was barren, and now they were both quite old. One day, while Zechariah, Zechariah's priestly order was on duty and he was serving as priest, it happened to be the casting of lots, according to blah 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 blah. blah. He gets chosen to go to the temple. He was good. <laughs> Zechariah, let's see, a large crowd of worshippers had gathered to pray outside the temple at that hour when the incense was being offered. All at once, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing just to the right of the altar of incense. Zechariah, needless to say, was startled and overwhelmed with fear. But the angel reassured him, saying, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God is showing grace to you, for I have come to tell you that your prayers for a child has been answered. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to name him John. His birth will bring you much joy and gladness. Many will rejoice because of him. He will be one of the great ones in the sight of God. He will drink no wine or strong drink, but he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even while still in his mother's womb. <coughs> and he will persuade many of those to convert and turn back to the Lord their God. He will go before the Lord as a forerunner, with the same power and working as a life prophet. He will be instrumental in turning the hearts of the Father and turning his back to their children, and the hearts of the disobedient back to the wisdom of their righteous fathers. And he will prepare a united people who are ready for the Lord's appearing. Okay, here's what I want you to get. I want you to think about Joseph's response and Zechariah's response here. Zechariah asked the angel, how do you expect me to believe this? I'm an old man and my wife is too old to give birth. What sign can you give me to prove this will happen? Then the angel of the Lord said, I am Gabriel. I stand beside God himself. He has sent me to announce you this good news. But now, since you do not believe my words, you will be stricken silent and unable to speak until the day my words have been fulfilled at their point in time and the child is born to you. That will be your sign. You ever hear that joke? Here's your sign. Okay. Here's the difference. Part of the Bible says, don't test the Lord. Okay? And he did it. Part of his testing was, you get to shut up. All right? The difference between them, okay, Joseph had a dream. Zechariah actually had an angelship. And this is why Joseph, I think, is so great, because he knew that it was God. Zechariah had an angel standing before him and was still going, what? How can this be? All right? And I have this theory of why he struck him mute. And this ain't in the Bible, this is John's theory. I think when God is about to make a big move, he picks people. And he says, I'm going to choose you. You're going to go out and do this. And when you decide in your head, this is not the right thing, this is not for you, you're going to get silenced. 
especially when he is ready to make a big move. You'll notice, I mean, I think Jesus is about to make a big move right now in this country and in this world. And people are being silenced right now that have big voices. Okay, I'm not trying to get political or anything like that. It has nothing to do with it. I'm telling you, Jesus is about to do something. And he's silencing the ones that aren't in his way. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm losing my voice. I'm not one of them. I just have to lose my voice. <laughs> Storm that out there. Okay. Okay, back to Matthew. Let's go back to Matthew real quick. Matthew 2. This is, a, this is just, I, I just want to let you guys know how amazing uh, Joseph is here. So, I'm going to hurt some of your heads here. Everybody, who thinks that the wise men showed up at the menu? Okay. Jesus was born in Bethlehem near Jerusalem. This is Matthew 2. During the reign of King Herod, after Jesus' birth, a group of spiritual priests from the east came to Jerusalem and inquired of the people, where is the child who was born king of the Jews, of the Jewish people? We observed this star rising in the sky, and we have come to Bethlehem before him in worship. King Herod was shaken to the core when he heard this, and not only him, but all Jerusalem was disturbed when they heard this news. So he called a meeting of the Jewish ruling priests and religious scholars, demanding that they tell him when the promise of Simon's prophecy to be born. He will be born in Bethlehem in the land of Judea. He will be born in Bethlehem in the land of Judea, they told him, because the prophecy states, and you, little Bethlehem, are not insignificant among the clans of Judea. For out of you will emerge the shepherd king of my people. Then Herod secretly summoned the spiritual priests from the east to ascertain the exact time the star first appeared. And he told them, Now go to Bethlehem and carefully look, look there for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I can go about it and worship him too. And so they left. And on their way to Bethlehem, suddenly the same star they had seen in the east reappeared. Amazed, they watched as it went ahead of them and stopped directly over the place where the child was. Now, <clears throat> Jesus wasn't in the manger anymore. He's actually steered. That's a historical fact. I don't know why we continue to think that the wise men showed up there. But he wasn't. Okay. But what's so amazing about this right here is it says, and when they saw, they, they were so ecstatic, they shouted and celebrated and understood joy. When they came to the house, they did the whole thing. And then it says, after they had gone, Joseph had another dream. And in that dream, God told him what Herod was about to do. All right? And Joseph, it says he got up that night. He didn't wait, debate, or anything. He got up that night, grabbed the Savior of the world and his mama, and took him. And what's so cool about this is the wise men had shown up the night before with gold Frankincense and myrrh, and it provided all their needs for their trip to Egypt. And so, and after they left, Herod still thinks they're in Bethlehem. So he sends all his soldiers to Bethlehem to kill all the babies. But the wise men had gone where the, because it says that the star actually reappeared and went to the place. Where Jesus was. And so they went there as Herod's men are going to Bethlehem. God is awesome. He provides for us when we don't even think he's providing for us. 
And Joseph, I, I don't even understand how you can just have a dream and say, get up, regroup, and retake your family to another country far away because somebody's about to kill my kid. Okay, go, I'm out. When Joseph was in Egypt for however many years, I don't know, two years, whatever, he has another dream. And it's God telling him, hey, he's dead, he can go home. Says he woke up, packed his family up, same day, and they went back home. You see the obedience going on here. How many of us we know God's talking to us, but we we debate. We sit there and try to figure out, hey, what am I going to do right now? How, what's how's life treating me? I can't keep straight now. Okay, we're not talking about, you know, John, you need to go talk to this person over there. Okay, or you know, well, they might be offended if I do that. I don't want to do that. God's coming to Joseph and saying, okay, buddy, time to leave this country I just sent you to, and I'm going to send you to another country. He gets up right away and does it. That is obedience. This is why God picked Joseph. That's good. So on their way, again, they're on their way to back home, and Joseph has another dream. And they find out that Herod's son is now on the throne. Because Joseph was headed back to, where was he headed? Nazareth. I'll read it. Don't mess it up. <laughs> Go back to the land of Israel and take the child and his mother with you for those who sought to kill the child or dead. So he awoke and took Jesus and Mary and returned to the land of Israel. But when he heard that, oh, Carlos, I don't know, I didn't, I can't Adam or something. Herod's son has succeeded him as ruler over all the territory of the Jews. was afraid to go back. Then he had another dream from God, warning him to avoid the region and instructing him instead to go to the province of Galilee. So he settled his family in the village of Nazareth, fulfilling the prophecy that he would be in Every time, this is all I want you to get out of Joseph's life, every time God spoke, Quick to obey. Yeah. Do you get that? Yes. Quick, no excuses. Wow. I'm not in the right place. I'm mentally not there. Mm -hmm. I hate that people say that to me sometimes. I just want to go, how about now? <laughs> <laughs> Are you in the right spot now? Just got caught. All right. Guys, do you, do you guys think that God's going to put you in this situation where he's not going to give you favors to fulfill that thing? He sends you to another country. Sends Joseph to another country with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. He's hooked up and he obeyed immediately. Our building here is our miracle. God told Angie, write a check. For how much? $70,000 because he's going to give her a house. She thought it was a house to never go live in. We bought this building for $70,000. Because she listened right away and obeyed. And then we got this place. There's not property around here for that cheap, especially but business property. You can't find it. And she'll, I'm sure she's told most of y'all the story, and I'll let her do it again because I'll screw it up. It's a good story. But that's when you obey immediately, that's what happened. All right? Become like Joseph 
And let God choose you because of your righteousness and your because you're quick to listen and become who he wants you to be. Yes? Yes. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I think. Hold on. I actually have that note. Oh, I already said it. All right. I want to do something because um, but I need to practice what I preach. So um, we we I want to pray for people, but I want I don't I I'm not I want to pray for healing here, not your physical needs. That's gonna be taken care of. But I think there's something going on with the mental aspect of who we are, not not me, not just everybody in here, but the church in general. That I want us to get out of our own heads and get in the head of Jesus. So that we understand who and what and why we're here. Who we're made to be. Alright? We're not we're not made to be who the internet tells us to be. Okay, we're not who you know CNN or Fox News or any of those tell us that we should be. Okay? We're called to be Jesus to the world. And we can't get out of our own head. And so what I want to do is I want you guys, I don't want you to move around and push people right next to you. I want you to sit there and I want you to pray for them. That their minds would be cleared and open and be able to receive what it is that God has for them. Okay? You don't need me to do it. You don't need Pastor Angie or Pastor Ben to come to this house saying that. <laughs> you don't need them to do it. We all have the same Holy Spirit. We all have the same power. The same Holy Spirit that's in me is in the little chance back there. Okay? There's not a junior Holy Spirit. Alright? The same Holy Spirit that rested on Joseph rests on me. Okay? So what I want you to do right now, it doesn't have to be a big production. I want you to just pray for the people around you next to you. Put your hands on out here. Ask first because it's appropriate for you to do it. So, but pray for them. Pray that God will open their eyes, open their mind, and they'll be a willing vessel to who Jesus wants them to be. Just like Joseph was a willing vessel to be the state of death. Okay? I did that without crying too much. So. I cracked. Just like I did this wedding, I didn't lose it. All right. I love you guys.